This is Theology for the Rest of Us with your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from the great city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 282. And in this episode, I'm going to be doing a sequel. Uh, I'm going to be tackling um, a topic brought to me by a regular listener by email. Um, in episode 281, I gave the historical evidences for Jesus, and that was an, that was uh, inspired by the email that I got. And then in this episode, I'm going to be tackling the idea that Christianity supposedly stole concepts or copied ideas from from pagan religions. Uh, here's the email that I got from Mia. She said, "Hey there, non-believers often proclaim that our faith copied the pagan religions." They say that the Trinity, the, re- the resurrection, the virgin birth are all derived from ancient uh, ancient pagan faiths and that the Hebrews invented Jesus. How can this be proven wrong? Um, later in her email, she says that um, she mentions that she kind of has had some questions in her faith. I just want to say to Mia again, thank you so much for this email. This is a great, great email. I really appreciate that. And I just want you to know that there is no reason for you to question your faith. I want you to feel confident that the evidence is indeed in favor of Orthodox Christianity, that evangelicalism and that our understanding of the Christian faith is indeed backed up by the evidence. So when it comes to the idea or the question, did Christianity steal from or copy from pagan religions, there are various things that I think we ought to consider. First, we have to consider the fact that there are limited to no primary sources for the vast majority of these allegations. Whenever we start to actually do the research and figure out, okay, what are these things that are being hurled at Christianity, we begin to realize that there's actually no scholarly evidence for the majority of these things. People claim, oh, Christianity just copied this from this pagan religion. Look, this pagan religion was already believing this before Christianity came along. Well, then you ask for some primary sources. Well, what are the actual scholarly citations? What are the actual scholarly sources that are proving that there was a group of people who believed these things before the Christians came along? Where is the actual historical evidence that there were groups of people who were promoting these ideas and believing these particular things about particular deities before Christianity was established in the first century. And the reality is you never get any of those scholarly sources because they they don't exist. There are no credible, reputable scholars today writing about these sorts of things. What you have is a bunch of blog posts on the internet. That's what you have. And you read one of these blog posts, one of these essays, one of these articles, and it cites another one. Well, then you go to that article, and it cites another one. And you go to that one, and it cites another one. And it's kind of this big circular thing where it's a bunch of blog posts and articles and essays basically just quoting one another. And I don't know where most of these started, but they don't ever trace back to any real scholarly sources. For the most part, there's limited to zero source material for any of these allegations. So when people say things like, oh, the followers of Horus believed that he was born of a virgin and the Christians just stole that from the followers of Horus, you do the research and you find there's actually no evidence whatsoever that the people who followed Horus believed that he was born of a virgin. That, that doesn't seem to be any real evidence for that. You have another god 
uh, the god Mithra. I may be pronouncing that wrong. I apologize. Um, but supposedly, the followers of this particular deity referred to him as the son of God or the light of the world. And that's where Christians got this terminology from, that they liked it and stole it. Um, and they just sort of made up their own deity named Jesus and stole these titles from this other faith. This claim and assertion kind of got a little bit popular on the internet during the time of the Da Vinci Code and the, you know both the movie and the book. When that got popular, this was sort of a part of that craze. And people claiming that the Christians stole the term son of God. But when you look at the primary source materials, when you look at any historical writings about those particular peoples that the Christians supposedly stole from, you never ever see the title Son of God or Light of the World being ascribed to their deity. There's no primary sources pointing to that at all. And and any of the writings that do claim that the Christians stole this or any of the writings that claim to know for sure that these people predate Christianity and that they were the ones that first used the term Son of God, any of those writings, they're pretty much contemporary writings, right? You're talking about articles being written hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, after these people died. What gives these contemporary people the the chops to make these sorts of claims? These are nothing more than pseudo-scholars flat out making things up, just looking for reasons to discredit Christianity, to discredit Jesus, and to somehow lump him in with a bunch of other you know, pagan gods, and they're just seeking to lump Jesus in with a bunch of other pagan gods to sort of make Jesus out to be just another figure from ancient mythology. Another example is the idea of Krishna getting three gifts. Just like Jesus got three gifts when he was uh, a baby, Krishna got three gifts. And people will say, see, uh, Krishna is a part of Hindu mythology. Hindu mythology predates Christianity. Therefore, the Christians must have stolen that. Jesus wasn't real. Christians just made up their own religion, and they just stole components from other pagan religions. That's what what people would say. However, while it is true that Hinduism predates, or Hindu mythology predates the establishment of the Christian religion, which was established in the first century, yes, that may be true. However, the writings that Krishna supposedly got three gifts, they come on the scene literally hundreds of years, several centuries after the establishment of Christianity, it actually would seem, if anything, the Hindu mythology actually copied from Christianity. The Christian religion was the first one to document that that the founder of our faith, Jesus Christ, received these three gifts. And there were people after the fact, but there's no primary sources from the world of antiquity or from before the first century that would tell us that somehow there were people believing that before Jesus came on the scene. It just simply is not true. Another allegation you frequently get related to this is the idea that there are some stories that are so similar that that the, the Christians must have copied them. In most cases, however, you start looking at the details that are a part of these stories that Christians supposedly copied, and you start realizing these stories are significantly different, and it's sort of irrational to think that these are somehow the inspiration for the things that Christians supposedly made up. Another allegation that is sort of in the same genre comes around the idea of the Trinity. There are people who claim that Hinduism has a holy Trinity, and since Hinduism predates Christianity, again, the Christians must have stolen it from the Hindus. Um, 
Yes, again, Hinduism does predate the establishment of the New Testament doctrines and the New Testament writings, the establishment of Christianity. Yes. However, all of the writings about this supposed Hindu trinity are hundreds of years after the establishment of the Christian religion. Yes, there is a holy trinity of sorts within the Hindu religion, but all of the primary sources that talk about this and assert this are literally hundreds of years after the establishment of the Christian doctrine of the Trinity. And I know some people listening listening to this would say, really? Come on, why do so many people believe it? I would just say, I don't know why they believe it, because it's pretty obvious. Hundreds of years after the doctrine of the Trinity, the Christian doctrine, then you start seeing writings about this supposed Hindu Trinity. In addition, the, the, the idea of the Hindu Trinity is pretty different, significantly different than the Christian Trinity. The Hindu Trinity is is nothing more than the idea that there's three separate gods within the Hindu religion that happen to be in relationship with one another. Maybe they're friends, or they work together, or they're in cahoots. That's sort of the idea. But you're not talking about one god who exists in three different persons. No, they're talking about three completely separate gods that are completely distinct from one another. The Hindu religion is a polytheistic religion. They believe in millions of different gods, right? They, they are, it is a pagan religion. This is not the same as Christianity. The, the, the Christian doctrine of the Trinity is one God who exists in three persons. One God, monotheistic. The Hindus are saying there's a bunch of different gods, but there's these three gods of, of the millions. There's these three that kind of are preeminent above the rest, and those three sort of are in cahoots, or they work together, or they, maybe they have more power than the others. But, that, but again, not only is this, this Hindu idea and concept drastically different than the Christian doctrine of the Trinity, it doesn't appear on the scene until several centuries after the Christian Trinitarian doctrines are already established and documented. If anything, the Hindus stole it from the Christians, not the other way around. I'll give you another example. There was supposedly an Egyptian god who was murdered by his brother, and his body was chopped up into 14 pieces and spread throughout the land. And this, the, the, the wife of this particular Egyptian deity, this Egyptian god-man, uh, the wife of this Egyptian deity gathered the pieces together and somehow was able to help him come back from the dead. And there are people that would say, we see, that's the evidence that the Christians just stole that. See, the Egyptians said it first. They had a deity that rose from the dead first. Okay, that story sounds nothing like the account of Jesus dying on a cross and raising from the dead. There's nothing similar to those two stories whatsoever. To somehow think that that story was the inspiration for the early Christians to make up the resurrection is simply absurd. Furthermore... It doesn't matter if another pagan religion claims that their deity rose from the dead because they don't have any evidence for it. There is no substantial evidence that any Egyptian god ever came back from the dead. There is, however, substantial historical evidence that Jesus Christ came back from the dead. The fact that some pagan religion claimed that their deity came back from the dead is irrelevant to me because they don't have any credible evidence for it. The final thing I'll say that I think is important to note is that the entire Christian faith and all of its components have things that, are, that can be traced back to the Old Testament, whether it's 
the nature of sin, our understanding of humanity, our understanding of God's love, God's rescue plan for salvation. Uh, Every major doctrine of the New Testament has its roots in the Old Testament. And all of the New Testament writers are quoting from and pulling truth from the Old Testament frequently to build their cases and to build their doctrines that we as Christians embrace and defend and endorse. We should not believe that the people of the first century who were Jewish, who became followers of Jesus Christ, we should not assume that they were stealing things from the pagan religion. In fact, we recognize that most of those Jewish people would have had tremendous uh, uh, animosity or tremendous desire to disregard and reject the pagan religions of the Roman Empire. That we know for sure. I mean, the the Romans treated the Jews incredibly brutally because the Jews continually refused to to bow the knee to the Roman Empire. They, They refused to embrace the Roman religions, and they refused to acknowledge that that the Caesars were were gods incarnate. That was a major part of the Jewish culture in the first century. This idea that these Jews would somehow now steal components from pagan religions as they established a new monotheistic religion is simply absurd and counter everything we know about the Jewish culture in the first century. They're not borrowing from pagan religions. There's no need for that because they already have their roots in an established religion that was established several centuries, many centuries before Jesus shows up on the scene in the first century. So to Mia and everyone else listening to this, when, when people challenge you with these ideas that, that the Christian religion is just nothing more than a made-up fable that stole from other components of other you know, myths and other you know, deities um, from, from the ancient world, you can with confidence say to those people, there is no scholarly evidence for this whatsoever. There are no contemporary scholars asserting these things. Even all the atheists that would have good reason to question Christianity— None of them are promoting this concept. There are limited primary sources, actually virtually zero primary sources from the world of antiquity that are, that are giving us any idea that these ancient religions and these ancient myths put forth any of these ideas like the resurrection, the virgin birth, things of that nature. There are no writings from the world of antiquity, from the ancient world, that show that any of these other faiths or that any of these other groups we're already believing these things. There's no writings from the first century showing that these ideas were already prominent. The first group of people to put forth these ideas about their own deity, for the most part, are the Christians of the first century. They were the ones putting forth these ideas about the founder of their faith, the founder of, of our faith, my faith, the, the Christian faith. There may be some similarities to some extent occasionally. However, when we look at the details of those stories— they usually end up being very different. And in some cases, the evidence shows that the reality is those stories probably stole from Christianity, not the other way around. And again, I'll I'll say this, I said it a moment ago, but I'll say it again because I think it's important, that in very few cases are there any claims for the resurrection. And ultimately, it's irrelevant even if there were claims for the resurrection. If other pagan religions are claiming that their deities rose from the dead, it doesn't matter because they don't have any real evidence, which is different than our faith. We as believers believe that Jesus Christ did indeed raise from the dead, and 
we actually have real evidence for that. There are logical reasons to believe that Christ did indeed raise from the dead. There are things we learn from history that lead us to believe that Jesus Christ did indeed raise from the dead. There is zero evidence to believe that any other of those deities rose from the dead. That makes Jesus very different than any of the founders of the other faiths or other religions. Mia, thank you so much for your email. I really appreciate it. I hope and pray that this uh, has been really helpful to you. I want to encourage everyone to check out the show notes for this episode. I'm going to put a bunch of citations, uh, scholarly articles, books, some YouTube videos from some scholars and reputable peoples that that I think you can check out. So if you want to do some really in-depth study and you want to check some things out, I encourage you, head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Look at the show notes for this episode, episode 282. Check out some of those sources that I've cited there, as well as some of the additional resources. I think that'll be really, really helpful for you. Hey, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want me to clarify anything I've said, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. Or if you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on the show, even if it's completely unrelated to anything I've said here in this episode, I'd still love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email. I'd love to connect with you. My email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.